Good morning, I'm Anna Palmer. And I'm Jake Sherman. And welcome to The Daily Punch, brought to you by Punchbowl News. It's Thursday, December 8th, 2022. Let's get into the mix. Here are your Washington headlines of the day. Number one, we've got news on how Kevin McCarthy is using the levers at his disposal to try and keep members on his side. Number two, the latest on government funding and the NDAA. And number three, the coronavirus subcommittee gets ready to drop its final report. All right, Jake, let's get into it. As always, we are covering every twist and turn up and down in Kevin McCarthy's race to 218. Uh, And you have some news this morning about uh, the fact that, you know, it's not necessarily sometimes what he is actively doing, but the fact that maybe it's what they're not doing. They're not naming committee chairs uh, uh, in the kind of the normal process. And uh, it's an interesting strategy. Yes. So um, let me say one thing at the top. Um, with the uh, tragic or unfortunate passing of Don McEachin in Virginia, um, the House at best will be at 434 on January 3rd. Now, that doesn't change the the margin for McCarthy. He still needs to get 218. If there's one more person absent, though, it is 217. Um, could help him, theoretically. I don't know. Um I just thought uh, I was talking to Brez about that this morning. I mean, you can't if you're McCarthy, you know, you can't count on somebody not making it for the first day of Congress. But you can. I mean, you could at least be cognizant about the fact that that might or might not happen. So I just wanted to posit that at the beginning. And any thoughts about that? Yeah, I mean, it's an int- I, it, listen, I mean, is he going to stop some airplanes from coming into town because he doesn't want or, you know, I will down the roads of Bob Good in Virginia? Probably not. But um, I will be keeping a very close eye on the skies to see if any delays on January 3rd, um, because it is president voting. So any sort of weather, you know, low cloud ceilings or bad visibility could impact that vote. I mean, I mean, I'm so know. glad we have our resident uh, air reporter on deck. You put you yes. in coach, huh? You ready? Yes. I <laughs> All right, am, let's get I, to it. Okay, fine. I won't talk about my desire to be an air traffic controller. No, I'm, I'm, so here's what McCarthy's doing. So yesterday and 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 this week they have um, they have ratified committee chairs that are basically running unopposed. Um, that is people like Patrick McHenry at, uh, financial services or, um, uh, Mike McCall at foreign affairs, people like that, Kay Granger at appropriations, people who don't have any competition, but there are a couple big chairmanships with competition, um, uh, ways and means we had Jason Smith, the, uh, Missouri Republican on stage yesterday at a punchable news event, um, he is running in a in a contested race against Adrian Smith and um, Vern Buchanan. What McCarthy has decided to do was he's pushing those elections, those contested elections, until um, uh, after the speaker's vote January 3rd. Now, why is he doing that? He doesn't want to piss anyone off. <laughs> um, pretty simple. Just, it's a pretty it's a it's a good example. I had a source tell me last night, you know, maybe it could happen this month and I, you know, they basically conceded that it's not happening this month. So um, I, I understand I I understand why they're doing this. McCarthy just has a lot of levers at his disposal that he could pull and um, he could he could tweak to try to keep people happy. Furthermore, McCarthy has has instructed people who are committee chairs to not name subcommittee chairs until after January 3rd. He's being extremely cautious, Anna. That's and I don't um, 
I don't blame him. And also something we keep hearing um, from a million different people is that Vern Buchanan, if he doesn't win the Ways and Means chairmanship, um, I don't know if he will. It's a tough, it's a really tight race right now. Uh, he might retire. So if he retires before January 3rd, that could starve McCarthy of a vote. It could it could alter the the um, the balance of power in the House. It's a bit it's a big deal. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the other thing that's super interesting, I, I, you know, in terms of, of this, it, it's um, delayed action is is usually not something that is helpful, right? I mean, people get frustrated. Why are we waiting on this stuff? But this could actually, to your point, help them quite a bit. Also, interestingly enough, Representative Virginia Fox, the Republican from North Carolina, was given a waiver to exceed term limits and seek the education and workforce gavel for the next Congress. That was something that uh, we had been hearing that, you know, McCarthy was not in favor of doing waivers. Um, so, you know, kind of also she's going to have a, a run, you know, probably runoff between her and Michigan Representative Tim Wahlberg. But just allowing that waiver lets a little bit of maybe her possible frustration with McCarthy out um, of there. And the other thing to note is is the hard nose, right? We've kind of been co- covering this uh, really closely. And now you have Matt Gates, Republican from Florida, Bob Good, Republican from Virginia, Andy Biggs, Republican from Arizona, announcing he's going to challenge McCarthy for speaker on the floor. And then, as we reported earlier this week, Montana Representative Matt Rosendale publishing an op-ed in the Billings Gazette that all but said he would never vote for McCarthy. So you have got four hard nose uh, publicly at this point. Seemingly hard no's. I mean, I guess these could change, but I mean, I, I don't know how you're judging a hard no if you are not judging these people as hard no. Um, so, uh, yeah. And by the way, on your on your previous point, not only did had we heard McCarthy wasn't interested in giving waivers, I think he told me that on the record. So <laughs> I was surprised by this. But the reason this happened was um, uh, Virginia Fox was theoretically running unopposed, but ne- then Wahlberg got in. I think there was some confusion uh, about this. She worked the steering committee hard, um, but. Uh, uh, that goes into the bucket of of contested races, and uh, that will probably be decide in, decided in January. All right, let's go to the number two story of the morning. What we all are wondering, when is Congress going to finally act? Uh, they have two must pieces of legislation to do before the end of the year, that being the National Defense Authorization Act, uh, the second being a government funding uh, bill. It now looks like the House is going to vote today on the NDAA, um, and that sets the Senate up for a vote next week on this annual defense policy bill. But in interest, I mean, that was pretty dramatic where you had this action from the CBC. Uh, I mean, we hadn't I, that came pretty unexpected to, to my to my understanding. Yeah, um, it did. Um, the CBC launched a a push yesterday to kind of attach a, a voting rights bill to the NDAA that delayed consideration of the NDAA's the rule for the NDAA, the must pass Pentagon policy bill from yesterday um to today uh the it was just a complete mess um le- the leadership is now putting the ndaa up under suspension which will require a two-thirds majority i think it'll pass i mean i don't feel terribly confident about it but i think it'll pass um and uh yeah it was i mean listen the other thing is government funding which is absolutely nowhere i mean 
uh, yesterday, uh, Richard Shelby, the top Republican on appropriations on the Senate appropriations, who is retiring at the end of this Congress um, to be succeeded by his former chief of staff, Katie Britt. Um, he said to us that this might not get wrapped up until Christmas or after Christmas. They might not even have a top line agreement until Christmas or after Christmas. I mean, Lord have mercy. Um, uh, you know, I, it's just, I, you know, it's a long December, uh, um, as the Counting Crows once said. Um, I'm not going to sing the song, but, you know, we're getting to the next week. The Senate, the Democrats are going to release their own omnibus bill outside of the purview, outside of the, the negotiations with, with Republicans. They might move then to a one-year CR. Maybe that brings them closer to a deal. Maybe the the theatrics brings them closer to a deal on the Omni. But remember, we are eight days from my birthday and from the government funding deadline. Um, I'm just so glad you keep reminding us yes, of this well, deadline I mean, of your birthday. I mean, listen, you you only turn 25 every year, so um, so you know it is it is it's just a, a time is tight. Time is super tight. It is also just worth noting the House is expected to give final passage to the same-sex marriage bill today. Obviously, a very historic vote. Let's move quickly on to the number three story of the morning. We have in here our very own Max Cohen has the news that the Coronavirus Select Subcommittee is going to issue its final report Friday. Uh, for those who will catch you up here, this is, of course, the Select Committee chaired by House Majority Whip Jim Clyburn, um, also going to be announcing its final hearing and business meeting, wrapping up the work before Republicans take over the House Majority. Yes, uh, this is the committee led by Jim Clyburn. Uh, there'll be much more of this to come in the Republican majority where they have vowed to get to the bottom of where the coronavirus came from. Um, yeah, I mean, we'll have to see if they're able to do that. Um, but uh, this is a committee that has been uh, Steve Scalise is also on it. It has been it has been. Uh, less active than Republicans want and just as active as Democrats want. All right. With that, thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Leave us a rating and review. Share the Daily Punch. It's the best way for folks to find out about us. You can also subscribe to our free morning newsletter at punchbowl.news. Have a great day and stay safe.